0: Green Mountain Chronicles was originally produced for radio by the Vermont Historical Society in the 1980s. We're re-releasing them today as retro podcasts. Please note that any resources the podcast recommends may be out of date. We recommend you check out our website, vermonthistory.org, for the most up-to-date information.
1: Green Mountain Chronicles number 37, The Anarchist Movement in Barry. You souls of Boston by your heads, Our two most noble sons are dead. Psycho and Vanzetti both have died. What's intriguing about Sacco and Vanzetti is that it's the last moment from 1920 to 1927, the late 20s, in the early part of the century where you have a debate over anarchism that achieves persistent visibility year after year after year.
2: 1920. Two Italian immigrants, Nicola Sacco and Bartolomeo Vanzetti, are arrested and charged with a shoe company robbery and the murder of a factory paymaster and his guard in South Braintree, Massachusetts. They are later convicted and sentenced to death, but critics charge that the evidence against the pair is circumstantial and that the court is influenced by the defendant's Italian origins and anarchist political beliefs. The case, which spans seven years, attracts worldwide attention. And in Barrie, Vermont, many in the Italian community are caught up in efforts on behalf of the defense.
3: As a little girl, I always remember my father being quite active, very active, with the Saccone vanzetti case.
2: Pace Nicolino is the daughter of the late Natale Cardini, a stonecutter and labor activist in Barrie. There was always
3: so much writing going on, so much stuff coming in about the Saccone vanzetti case. There were always groups in the house in connection with the case. They would put on even dinners or dances, you know, for the cause.
2: Berry's sizable Italian population, combined with a background of Italian anarchist activism in the early 1900s, made local interest in the Sacco and Vanzetti case inevitable. Most of Berry's Italian immigrants had come to work in the granite industry from the marble regions of northern Italy, where various forms of anarchism, the occasionally violent as well as the more philosophical, competed with socialism for the allegiance of those on the left of the political spectrum. These competing political traditions crossed the Atlantic with Barry's Italian immigrants, and although the anarchists were few in number, for a brief period in the early 1900s, their presence made Barry, Vermont, along with Patterson, New Jersey, a center of anarchist political thought in the United States.
1: It was an enormously vibrant tradition, even when it was suspicious of labor unions or suspicious of traditional electoral politics.
2: Richard Hathaway teaches history and politics at Vermont College in Montpelier.
1: The anarchists, in a sense, tried to set up enclaves of communities and recreational practice and lectures and publication and pamphlet creation uh, and agitation for the, their value system, and it was almost, in a sense, an alternative culture, an alternative community.
2: The most prominent of the Barry anarchists during the early 1900s was Luigi Galliani, who, with Carlo Abate, edited the Chronica Subversiva, the Subversive Chronicles, one of several Italian-language newspapers then published in Barry.
1: He was a fiery brand of anarchist who would countenance, uh, in an unjust state, some violence in that school. Uh, that was impatient with the capitalist system, impatient with the system of private property, one of the uh, truly great orators, and perhaps the most single important leader of Italian-American anarchism.
2: Galliani was no longer a presence in Barrie by the time of the Sacco and Vanzetti case. He had moved his Chronicle Siversiva to Lynn, Massachusetts in 1912. The Vermont newspapers that covered the case wrote predominantly unsympathetic editorials, praising the verdict against the two, expressing general suspicion of immigrant newcomers, and frequently calling for tighter immigration laws to weed out anarchists, communists, and other dissenters. Pace Nicolino, whose socialist father took his two small daughters to Massachusetts for Sacco and Vanzetti's funeral in 1927, remembers a great sadness among her parents' friends on the day that the two self-proclaimed anarchists were executed. So many of them had worked for years and years for the, for the case, you know.
3: It was really a terrible loss to them. I guess they were really convinced that they were innocent, so naturally, that would be the feeling.
2: The debate over the guilt or innocence of Sacco and Vanzetti and concerns that they were denied a fair trial have continued to engage historians, but the debate over anarchism as a political movement faded after their deaths, although the writings of other anarchists have been a recurrent influence on critics of the nature and direction of American politics.
0: Thanks for listening. This podcast was remastered by me, Amanda Gustin, and released by the Vermont Historical Society. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe to get future episodes and rate and review it. Please also check out our website, vermonthistory.org, where you can find background information on these episodes, as well as other ways you can learn about Vermont history from home. The Vermont Historical Society relies on support from generous donors to preserve and share Vermont's stories. During these uncertain times, your support is needed now more than ever. Please consider donating today at vermonthistory.org slash donate.